Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Richard Herring. Thank you. Hello, hello. Hello, welcome to the show. It's called uh, Richard Herring's Edinburgh Fringe Podcast, or as all the cool kids call it, Ref. Yay! And um, we're getting near to the end. I'm, I'm a bit fitter today. I'm not backing it up. If anyone wants to record it on their phone, you know, if you're worried about it being lost forever, uh, no backup. Uh, so no safety net. Um, yeah, basically, we just uh, you know, it's a podcast every day uh, where you get to see how what my what mood I'm in. Been quite grumpy for about five days, so uh, I was quite I was all right yesterday. Actually, my colleague was okay. Uh, he did all right, um, but yeah, I've been I'm, I'm on the mend, which is is nice. Um, uh, not because I've been ill, I haven't really been out to see anything or do anything. So there's very little for me to talk about. Uh, I see the uh, the guy who's been fighting for the right to die, uh, Tony Nicholson, I think he's called, has died. Uh, which uh, is kind of you don't know to be happy or sad about that. That's kind of a difficult thing to do. But I'm kind of worried that the because uh, he was the, the court case said that he didn't have the right to die, uh, and uh, so I'm worried that the you know the courts are going to go after him and resuscitate him and keep him alive <laughs> because he's disobeyed them. So it's kind of he's like a Robin Hood figure. He's managed to die despite being told he's not allowed to die. I'd quite like to have that edict over me that I'm not allowed to die. That'd be quite good. So, so it depends what you it depends what you want. But uh, you know the stupid fucking legal system that won't allow you to do what you want to do. So it's kind of uh, rest in peace to that man. Uh, and uh, it's sort of a great uh, story to start the podcast with. Yeah, nice story. <laughs> I'd forgotten I was going to talk about it. Otherwise, I'd have checked. It. I thought I know I've got something I wanted to talk about today. Uh, also, uh, if you're a fan of Time, gentlemen, please. Yay. Yeah, not many people. Uh, <laughs> It was the sitcom I wrote with Al Murray ten years ago with the Al Murray the Pub Landlord on Sky. Available on DVD. I think you probably can get the whole lot for about five quid last time I looked. It's uh, 37 episodes of it. It's quite good, I think. Uh, but uh, the pub that that was filmed, the exteriors were filmed on, has been knocked down, which is uh, kind of sort of weird, slightly weird. We didn't actually film in it really hard at all, but it's sort of odd to see just this big gap. It was funny because the... Um, when we when we, we look, the, there's a location thing when you do a TV people there's people who go look for your locations we said we need to find the kind of scummiest most run down pub uh, in London basically so they went all around London looking for this pub and they'd come back with pictures and none of them were quite right and uh, the pub we actually ended up choosing was 50 yards away from the offices <laughs> of Avalon in Labrick Grove it's just on this corner we thought, that is the kind of perfect pub and they can't, we can't beat it but it's been knocked down um, so you know it's a little bit it's like a little bit of my history has been ripped out of me I mean, it was unlikely we were going to do any more of those, I have to say. But, <laughs> and I think I suspect we could find another pub or just use the old exterior shots. People are going, what's going on? Why aren't any of those people talking, looking at their mobile phones as they're walking past? <laughs> it's very, the world's changed a lot in ten years. Uh, and all oh, the uh, Comedy Awards nominations are out. Are you all excited about that? No, you don't care, do you? Who cares? <laughs> Are you nominated? No, you're not. So, uh, bad luck, you're not in. But uh, Tony Law, who's, uh, the, I think he might be the only person who's been on this show who's been nominated. Uh, so that just shows how influential we are here. I think Joe Lysett was on last year doing a, doing a spot. But I've failed to pick out any of the, of the Pappies. They're good. They were nominated. Uh, but I'm delighted Tony Law's been nominated. He's here at the, ple- uh, the uh, Pleasance. That's a, that's a bad mistake. <laughs> Just trying to, you know, just trying to sort out where I'm going to be next year. The Pleasance is a really great venue, don't you think? Um, <laughs> they've got a lot of nominations. I think that's why I got distracted. He, yeah, the stand we're at. He's uh, the one person at the stand who don't really approve of uh, the awards, uh, and but are still quite glad I think that he's been nominated. <laughs> so well done to Tony. That's fantastic news. Uh, and I like to think I played a little part in that. I like to think that. 
That's why I like to think. I like to think that. Do you, what do you think? Do you think I'm right in that? Yeah. yeah, good. That man thinks I'm right, so that's, uh, that's all we go. So we've got uh, you two men scared, looking at me a bit scarily, leaning forwards. It's a bit intimidating there. That's, uh, that's all right. I don't mind. Uh, it's nice. And we've got, so we got like, some fairly... No- I mean, ignoring this table, fairly normal-looking people. Again, an attractive woman in the front row. Very rare. It's an odd, it's a, it's a weird world where you two get to call normal, isn't it? That's, so that is the front row of the Rich Hangs Edinburgh Fringe podcast. You are like the, you're like Brad Pitt, two do, Siamese twin Brad Pitts. You're like, <laughs> and who'd want to separate them? Hey, you'd want to keep them together, wouldn't you? If you had, if you had two together, they were Brad Pitts. You go, who would want to take those? If they're just at the elbow or something, nothing that's gonna. No, t- no, don't like the material about a man dying <laughs> or about disabilities. Fair enough, that is good. You're a good audience. Uh, so, look, I think we'll crack on. We've got um, a fantastic uh, comedian uh, on who I actually... Do the very first day of the Fringe, which seems like a lifetime ago, we did a show together uh, at the Underbelly uh, for the press launch. So I've, I'm occasionally bump into her uh, in the... Just as I'm going, coming out of my show, she's going into hers. Uh, but she's a fantastic comedian, very, very funny. We please welcome Felicity Ward, ladies and gentlemen. Hopefully, here she is, yes. Felicity Ward. She's from Australia. Hello. Don't be surprised at home. She's from Australia. That, there's nothing wrong with your microphone. Please. There is nothing wrong with my there, microphone. There is, that is fine. How are you doing? Yeah, good. You're I looking t- very chipper. Oh, that's leapt good. up onto that stool. Well, I'm a very energetic person. Are you? But no. this, this long into the fringe, you're not, you know, I'm, I've been very, very, very ill. You've been very, very, Ill. very ill. Oh, would you I, like to tell them again? How I was sick asked. You've been? I asked. Actually, asked for the right to die about two days ago, and uh, I was refused. I'm glad because you know I got better. But um, that's that's the danger. That's why you have to be careful. But um, <laughs> you, you managed to stay fit. Yeah, I think so. I sort of. I've had a barking cough for a, a couple of weeks, and uh, what I've tried to do to get rid of that is start smoking, and that's going really well. <laughs> Good, uh, and so your show is uh, called the Hedgehog Dilemma. Yes. Yes. What's that? What's the show about? Let's get that let's, out the way. Let's get it out the let's way. Out the way. We'll say a... it, and then we'll say the shit, and then we'll move on to the <laughs> good will. stuff. Um, the show. Okay. So the Hedgehog Dilemma is something that already exists. It's not something that I've made up, okay. and it's a uh, psychological pre- uh, premise that was used a lot by Freud. And it's about the predicament that hedgehogs face in winter, where they can either cuddle up to each other to stay warm, but they might hurt each other on their spikes, yeah. or they can stay by themselves. So don't hurt anyone or get hurt, but they could be cold and alone. And it's an analogy for human intimacy about whether we get in relationships at the risk of hurting ourselves and others, or do we stay by ourselves, don't get hurt, but we could be cold and alone. Comedy show. It's a comedy show. <laughs> and what state are you in the, in this? Are you, are you in a relationship? What state or? am I in? Are you, well, are you, are you well, how's what, your head? Because you hedgehog, look unwell. Which hedgehog are you? Well, I think uh, the, the show sort of goes through a number of, of different yeah. uh, times of my life and I don't think that you... Uh, for me, I'm not ever one or the other. Yeah. It sort of fluctuates between me being incredibly needy and then building walls around myself yeah. emotionally. Have you ever been with like about five hedgehogs at once or... <laughs> or I don't that, think you call that a relationship. <laughs> I think that's called an orgy. There's yes. a different name. But if you can keep it going long enough. That's, that's true. Like... I'm in a committed orgy. <laughs> you can you can tag team a bit and then and then one tag of you can, team. One wow. Turn this can have sporty. One of you can have a sleep while the others are while the others on. are oiling yeah. up and then you can get back involved again. I'm just you know just throwing just out there. Just spitballing. Just spitballing. I don't know if you've uh, thought about that. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> you ever thought it. about that? <laughs> A yeah. lot. Yeah. Why not? 
It's a Wednesday. Is it a Wednesday? I have no idea. I don't know. I said that the other day and went, it's a Friday. They went, it's a Saturday. I'm like, shut up. It's the same Friday and Saturday, the same in Edinburgh, and all the other days are the same. Every as day is the same. Yeah. As my <laughs> my dad calls, you know, you know that it's Groundhog Day. My dad calls it Hedgehog Day. He's just, you know, the dadisms and the malapropisms. He also calls it, yeah, I don't know, uh, you know, that luxes. They're like a, they're like a Thai dish, and my parents cannot pronounce it. And since the nineties, have been calling them luskers. Right. They're like, oh, wouldn't mind a lusker. I'm like, wouldn't mind you getting it correct. <laughs> No one knows what it is. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, huh? Thai food? Does that have vegetables in it? I'm not interested in. This is Scotland. I know. Taken it. They've got. They've only just got a Nando's. That is how fucking. That is how fucking. And that is essentially just some chicken. That is that is, that is the most good. exciting they get. Oh, he's got like some spice. It's chicken, but instead of being deep fried, they put some spice on the outside of it and grilled it. It's insane. Uh, (laughs) What is this Perry Perry you speak of? (laughs) And so you've been up to Edinburgh before? Yeah, a couple of times. 2009, 2010. Yeah. It's a long way to come though, isn't it, from (laughs) Australia? Nah. (laughs) Yeah, it's ages. Almost as far as you could come. There are some acts from the moon. Are there? There are some that come down from the moon. (laughs) That is dedication. (laughs) They must love comedy. They do, but so, what brings you back every year? Well, not nearly every year. Nearly every year. Well, the thing that didn't bring me back the year, last year was a breakdown, <laughs> right. and then the other things that keep bringing me back, um, I don't know, desperation, the need to be validated by people all over the world and uh, be disappointed at that. No, um, I don't know. I, I, I sort of I made a really considered uh, decision this year when uh, when I sort of got asked to come over and... And I thought, do I want to do it again? And then I thought, I really love my show and, yeah. and, um, and it would be, you know, I feel like I was never going to come back to Edinburgh. I was never going to come back to Edinburgh. No, I was never going to come back unless I had the right show and I felt good and I felt good and I had the right show. Because cool. so. it did very well in Melbourne and Adelaide. You were yeah, award-winning. Sydney and yeah. Perth and, yeah, yeah. went pretty gangbusters, to so be honest. So do you feel like, because this is the problem with, the, this is the big day in Edinburgh for a lot of comedians. Luckily, I'm kind of out, well, you know, I say luckily. I'm out of it because <laughs> I'm not eligible for some reason. I think it's because they hate me and I'm not funny. Oh, right. Uh, but uh, I think they've just, they've just made that decision that I'm ineligible. I'm looking forward to that the in future is, years. I'm too successful. That's why I'm ineligible. <laughs> look at this. Uh, look, look at this success. Oh, you His know, name I, is Richard <laughs> Herring. <laughs> but... Um, but you know, is there is there a tinge of disappointment when you're not when you've kind of got a show that's been nominated lots and and then you, the nominations come out and you're not there or you're oh, hoping to be there? I was I, look the, the, genuinely today. I was not. I'll be I'll be honest. Once I saw Claudia O'Doherty's show, I went. I don't care whoever gets nominated as long as she does because it was so good. Oh, cool. And that was genuinely genuinely like a turning point for me. <laughs> watching someone else's show and going. Oh, that's heaps better than mine. <laughs> yeah, you should totally should get nominated. So I, so yeah, that and I, I sort of, I think I, I think I understood maybe a week ago that it, it wasn't, it might not have right. happened, yeah. and uh, and I processed that, and then I've just been having heaps of fun since. It's so. cool. I mean, it's hard though, I and mean, I think it is a lot of comedians find it. So I think increasingly, actually, because so many people are up now. That it's almost, yeah. imp- you know, I think the, 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 even if you've got a brilliant show, the chances of them coming on the right day and seeing it on the oh, right time yeah. are so small. And there are so many people. You know, I think so even to be considered is kind of phenomenal. Like yeah. there's, there's, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of comedy shows. Yeah. And um, so to even be considered that that would be, you know, that you would, I don't know, to, even to get a judge to your show is incredible. Yeah. And then to have more than that is great. Yeah. I, I remember, like, years ago, I mean, in the 90s, like, there was a certain act who kept on really coming up, going, this is the year I'm going to get nominated, and never got nominated, mm. and it would just 
destroy him, you know, just like he'd been he'd put so much into it. But I don't know whether But I think that's dangerous to come me. to the <laughs> It's Stuart it's Stuart Lee. No, it isn't it isn't it isn't Stuart Lee. There's a lot of good people who haven't ever been nominated. Yeah. Though, and we're too. Ricky Gervais has never been nominated. You know, I mean, what? But he's never been nominated. <laughs> Bill Hicks was in Edinburgh. He never got nominated. You know, so it's kind of... It's not, it's not a kind of insult not to get nominated in a way. I think it's... It well, I think it's... Da- in a way, it means you're the best comedian ever. I think it mostly... Yeah. I think it means that you're probably the best ever. Yeah, I think that must Ever in that. history. To come up year on year on year and never get nominated for anything, I mean, that Anyone takes, can get nominated. It takes dedication <laughs> to never get nominated, you know? It takes nuts to never get nominated. To turn up with a show that you are certain will never get any kind of attention year after year. Richard Herring, ladies and thank gentlemen. You, thank you. I've got to see. I still get disappointed. I didn't, didn't today, and I don't think I did last year. I mean, I'm not. I'm not eligible for lots of reasons this year, and uh, I'm doing an old show as well. But even when I knew I wasn't eligible, I'd still get slightly annoyed <laughs> that I wasn't nominated. So I think that's what I mean. I think comedians are so insecure and, and needy, and they love that kind of stuff. And yeah. you, I think you are aware that it makes such a massive difference. I think when you oh, when you're not course. if you're not selling, and you kind of think that's. That's a little spell. I think it used to come out in the middle week. I might be wrong about well, that. Well, that's the thing. Like in a, in a st- or in Melbourne anyway, the nominations come out a week before the end of the festival or yeah. eight days before the festival. And so at least that has the opportunity for you to sell out the rest of your run, which yeah. is really good. I think that – but then having said that, it's also good to only have to wait four days, I suppose, Wednesday to – do they come out Saturday? The, yeah, Saturday's the they're results. They're announced. Think, yeah, so, yeah, I, I mean, the anxiety, I imagine, would kill you. Because <laughs> it's, it's a big – but it's – I think that there is you it, you want to come in with the mentality of yes I think this show is so good that I believe in it and a nomination would be great but I think to come in with the expectation of that happening is really dangerous especially Edinburgh. And when you get nominated for something though do you find that uh, the audience changes because they come expecting so you get like you're not your regular crowd but then you'll get all these people who would never come and see you but they've come to see you because you've been nominated and they're sort of sitting there going well you're meant to be the best show ever Yeah, let's see if you are. I sometimes feel oh, I don't know if I want to say that on radio um, or something that's going to be recorded <laughs> on the wireless um uh, no, I yeah, yes, yes and no, yes and no. I mean, in in Melbourne, um, the people that came out, no, it just changed. It just changed. Yeah. Look, that wasn't a good answer, but it was definitely <laughs> honest. What I like about what I like about this show, we don't prepare at all for this. That show. That surprises me because yeah, this has uh, been a slick interview. It has so been far. good, and we don't, and I don't even know what I'm going to ask to be honest. So and I, that, the problem I think with most chat shows, and this is why I'm just going to big up my own chat show, oh. is that they kind of prepare. They'll do a pre-interview and they'll go tell us all your funny stories, and then I'll go. So I hear you've got a funny story mm. about elephants, mm. and then you go yes, I have, and then you'll tell the story, and that's not, not you. Not no, you're I'm better not than that, Harry. I'm just going to wait and see if anything comes up that's yeah. uh, interesting. <laughs> and then other people, if they had an interview and stuff was wasn't very good in it. They didn't edit it out afterwards. I Not you. Do, I don't do that. You like leave that. in the I dead air. I leave it in to show that the stuff that is good is really good. And the stuff that isn't <laughs> happened. <laughs> it's, it, it is. It's all passing time. So, uh, so how did you get into comedy? It's uh, accidentally. A little yeah. bit accidentally. Oh, actually, double accidentally because I wanted to be um, an actor 
and uh, which people love, and um, people really like actors, um, <laughs> especially comedians. I've found out. Um, uh, yeah, well, I always wanted to be an actor, and then uh, and then I couldn't get an agent or any professional work, and so I was just doing some amateur work in Sydney. And I did a play with um, a friend of mine, and then he went on to direct a uni review, right. like uh, the arts review in Sydney. And he said you should audition for the show, and uh, and I said I don't go to university, and he said don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> went, All right, that sounds illegal, but okay. And then I auditioned and got in, and oh, like it wasn't a elite or anything. There was like thirty in the cast, and then uh, and then um, my now manager was producing a best of review show. So he went round all the Sydney uni, uh, all the different universities in Sydney, and picked the best sketches. And anyone who was in one could audition. And then I got into that, and there were six of us, and we went down to the Melbourne Comedy Festival, and then. I'll put this is the best way to put it in perspective. From the time I was seven, I wanted to be an actor, and till the time I was twenty-four, I never had a paid acting job. From the time I was twenty-four, I did my first audition for a comedy show, and then twelve months later, we had a sketch TV show. Right. So comedy works better for me. <laughs> that, that's gone a little bit better. Yeah. So we did this. We did this show at the at the Melbourne Comedy Festival, and then we had some TV people came uh, come. Then we's had some TV people come, and um, I understand that's how you get a TV show. You have to make if you can make the TV people come, then they go, "All right, that's true." We'll give you give you a series. There was no sketches, just, but I a just, lot of vibrators. I just, I just can't make them come. That's the problem. I keep and on that trying. takes dedication. Look at my wrists. Uh, it's been more pinball, the, 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 more the, pinball. The TV people. No one plays more pinball than me. No I've got I've got it on my iPad now. I've got pinball on my iPad. Amazing, is it? Yeah. Oh God, do you like pinball? I'm yeah. obsessed with pinball. Are you? Yeah, I love that. I love the Adams Family pinball, but they don't do it on the iPad yet. What's the What's the draw of pinball? Like, apart from just going bang, 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 like that, I get that the aggression. That's good. Do you need anything more than that? No. On, on, on an iPad, you don't even have that. You're just pressing the screen oh. to make it, and not too hard because you don't want to break it. <laughs> it is. It's true. And you know, I keep on throwing it around afterwards because I get frustrated if I lose. <laughs> so it's a dangerous. It's a, it's actually cheaper than a pinball machine on iPads. I tried to buy a pinball machine once. You know they're quite expensive. They are very expensive now, and they break down. And, a, and an iPad only if you smash it. Yeah. No. The only the only thing that it. I play a lot of is words with friends. Oh yes. Yeah. A I, bit I, of a I word like, nerd. I like Scrabble, but I don't like playing. Um, words with friends and scrabble online because people cheat yeah yes they do yes i do and also they let they let you take words but you can just try stuff out and yeah take it back. that's hey, it's bullshit man heaven. it's heaven it's bullshit <laughs> i have played in scrabble pro- official tournaments in scrabble they don't let you take words back <laughs> I, but I played none I, of this namby <laughs> pamby throwing these letters down these kids today <laughs> i played in i played against this um it's interesting. It's a bit like my uh, my audience. If you go and play Scrabble, uh, the people who play Scrabble like semi professionally or just you know at that, that kind of keen level are quite, you know, quite nerdy looking people. Mm. I played a woman and a quite an old woman who uh, would uh, played the board upside down. She wouldn't. She wouldn't. Usually you spin it round when it's your go. She said, "I want to play upside down." And she plays better upside down. That's a bit weird. Yeah. But then um, I actually played the word cum, C-U-M. Yes. She challenged it. Yep. So, and then someone had to go and look it up and tell her what it meant. <laughs> I, was going, it, I was going, no, it definitely is a word. Going, and everyone was going, yeah, no, it is. It is, it is a word. Actually, they don't need to know what it meant. She said, what does it mean? Well, said, uh, adjudicator, um, <laughs> would you like to take this one? <laughs> so that was kind of good. But I, I think I 
I think I beat her, so that's all right. That's beat, all that matters. I beat her with my cum. I put, yeah. I put my cum on the board. Cum wins all. But, so yeah, I'm quite obsessed about it. If you learn all the two-letter words, you don't need to because you just cheat. Yeah. Oh. Make me this sick. This is going well. You made um, me sick. Yeah, no, I've learned, a, I've learned a lot of the Q words, a lot yeah. of the Q with no U words. Yeah. I know Key and I know Cardi. And there's one, I think, Fakir, which is F-A-Q-I-R. Which there I, is. Is that, that's an, is that an Indian... Yeah, it's like a fa- Fakir, F-A-K-I-R. Like a Fakir, you know, like a Fakir. Like it's a Fakir. It's a different spelling of Fakir, which is someone in a... In a market in Turkey. Am I right? Nobody have I just, knows. Have I, just aff- I haven't offended all of my <laughs> Turkish slash Sikh slash whatever it is. Uh, Dan, Dan there Tetzel. it is. There, I've got it now. Dan Get Tetzel. that broom out and make some sweeping Dan, statements. You Dan go Tetzel for it. on Twitter today said that uh, his uh, child had seen a Sikh man and thought he was a genie and asked for three wishes. Uh, but then, as long I've, as he didn't rub him first. <laughs> and then someone. Someone responded, and I've forgotten their name, but they said his dad is a Sikh, and as a term, he's quite an elderly Sikh, and he, and he has that quite often, and he just he grants them the three <gasps> wishes and, say, oh. and says, what's the harm? Well, I think that's a beautiful thing That is do. beautiful. It's lovely, because they come and go, yep, that's done. It might get into trouble if the kid goes, well, where is the, where is the um, oh, castle full Jeannie of Oh, has to go back in the bottle now. <laughs> Why is he running? <laughs> Uh, good. Well, I'll play you. I'll, I'll, you know, I don't know if you cheat. If you cheat at words of friends, I had oh. someone. I had someone who played it, and they were just they played Ripiano, right? The musical terms Ripiano. Then the rest of their game wasn't that good. You can tell when they yeah, cheat. Yeah, yeah, right. And then they're going, yeah, someone played it the other day, and I remembered it. And you go, no, he didn't, because that wouldn't come out that much, and you wouldn't remember it, and you wouldn't spot the anagram. It's a hard one. Ripiano. R I P I E N O. But you were so much fun as a kid. I won't. Oh. I am. I play. I play games against myself. I used to as a kid as well, and I now do as an adult. Do you know what I did as a kid? This is the nerdiest thing that I did. I remember in year two, so I was like eight or nine. I asked if I could stay in at lunch and do maths. <laughs> oh, I guess who didn't have a lot of friends? <laughs> this guy. <laughs> I was like that. I used to, but I got. So we were talking about the other day. There was Latin books. These Cambridge course books that you could go through about Caecilius and. Uh, Quintus, his son, uh, and I just and I just went. I got so obsessed with them. I actually got through to. I think to. I did in the first. I did was when I was before we went to O level. So I was thirteen or something, and I went through. And I think I was on the A level books. Uh, <laughs> I was just working through them. And at school in maths and middle school, like, yeah. there were maths cards. I'm just quite obsessive yeah. about doing things. Being for a long the best. Time. No, it's, not even, it's just like. Except being nominated. I've written, I've written a blog. I've written, I'm not, definitely not the best. I've written a blog every day for 10 years. It's that kind of thing that, wow. I, can't, okay. that I can't stop doing it. Yeah. And so I'm just kind of obsessive, compulsive on that. Kind I of think thing. that I would really like to be that smart. But I remember also when I first read Matilda and I felt like, I felt like Roald Dahl had actually written it about me and I was this genius trapped in my family and uh, family of strangers. And so I went to the library and got War and Peace out because I think she had read that <laughs> and opened the first page and went, oh, I'm out of my league here. No, another Roald Dahl book would be good. Thank you. I still, I've felt like that. I've, I've tried to read War and Peace a few times yeah. and I've never got past the first page. Yeah, it's, it's a very dull first page. Oh, look, there's heaps of books that I, like I really want to be the person that's read all the classics and that knows how to, how, you know, that, that really enjoyed all of those books as well. And, uh, and the, the best thing, I, I, something happened when I was a teenager, I don't know what it was, but I loved books and then when I was about 13 I just stopped reading them. And because I was quite smart, I could get through my English essays without having to read them. I just sort of read the synopsis and do a bit of 
anthropomorphism. My teacher would go, oh, that sounds right. I don't know. And uh, and then when I was uh, in year 11, which is the beginning of A-levels, is yeah. that right? Is that the last two years of school? Yeah. Yeah. So um, uh, I, I, I got a Although new... Although we're in Scotland now, they don't have A-levels oh, here. Oh, right. Either. It's just, you know, is it? A, <laughs> what what is it up here? I don't it's know. I, I don't think standards? anyone's. I don't think anyone's that clever to get that far. Is, is anyone Scottish in here? Oh, I think, once, I think once someone got a GCSE here and they, <laughs> the they, they, they became the, they became the Duke of Edinburgh. I think that's right. <laughs> but they mainly uh, they're mainly working down in the the. Uh, Finish the, the. Don't look at me for the, help. I love the, Scottish in the people. Mines. They go in the haggis <laughs> mines, and they. Uh, there's a gentleman this. down the front going, he's a bit true. That's true. <laughs> we do mine for haggis. Um, so I, uh, I, I had this assignment where we had to pick a classic and then we had to uh, find similarities between the author's life and how he, that he, she had appropriated them into the, into the book. And, uh, and I went up to my teacher and I said, I have to be honest, I haven't read a, a book in four years <laughs> and, uh, and this really scares me. And she goes, okay, I'll bring you in a classic. And I'm thinking, she's going to bring in Tolstoy or something. Just so, and then she brought in A Clockwork Orange. Uh-huh. And then that totally changed me. At, at back, I was back into books. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. That's my little nerd that, story. That's good. Best teacher. Hey. I don't read my I, I only read on holiday. I can't can't get into it at all otherwise. And I love reading when I get into it, but I can't I can't it's boring. Isn't is it? this well no <laughs> I mean, like you're on your iPad, you think I could read a book or I could play pinball, I could play <laughs> could try and hit down those things and make that come you know up what? and then I, that I, comes in. I was and then you get loads of points. And then an extra ball. <laughs> I get to play for a bit longer. I was given a Kobo as a gift, which is like a Kindle and um and I liked it. But I just really like books. Yeah. I like the weight of the books and I like that you can turn it and you can dog ear it and you know that it won't run out of power and <laughs> that when I'm taking off in a plane I can open it at any point and I don't have to turn it off. And um, I don't know, I just I like the, I don't know, there's something about books that are... Yeah, I like, I like Kindles. I know. Do you know the book that I actually read? <laughs> Stuart Lee's book is the only yeah. book that I've read on a, on a Kobo. Yeah. It's but it's funny because he, th- he thinks he's written a book that can't be read on an e-reader because he hates anything from beyond Bad 1986, news. basically. <laughs> but actually it's the perfect book to read on an e-reader because it's got loads of footnotes so you can go to the footnote really easily and then come back to the thing really yeah. easily. He thinks he, that it actually is a terrible book. It's to read as a book because you have to keep on turning back and forwards oh, to so do they're, this. They're so in the he, back of the book, are they? Well, it's just all at the end of the chapter or at the bottom, but they're so long that they go over several pages. So he's actually written the perfect e-book. <laughs> and, he th- and, it, and yet he thinks he's... What re- a wonderful he thinks, trick. He thinks he's managed to <laughs> write a book that can't be put in modern technology, but I, did, I, you know, I saw. I, th- I, I like the fact that with um, uh, e-readers, you can take a thousand books on holiday with you. Yeah, that's good. You know, so because they I, can get heavy. They are very heavy. A thousand books is uh, that's most of your luggage, really. especially. But you know, if you're taking a big book, you know, I, I read a book about. I went uh, to Thailand on holiday and read uh, half of a thousand-page autobiography about Hitler. Uh, that was. <laughs> That Relaxing. was my holiday, uh, and then when I got home, I didn't finish reading it because I wasn't on holiday anymore. But so just was... a suntan and some fascism. Oh. I like to just be reminded of you know how lucky we are. To yeah, the really enjoy are. the freedom that you're experiencing <laughs> on that holiday. So look, I'll ask these questions before I forget because um, I'm asking all of my uh, guests these questions, um, and I know you're from Australia, so it might be different over here. But um, 
with this first question, this is something generally in the UK that's disapproved of. Uh, but I don't, it may it may be different. It may be different in in Australia. It's, and I don't want to. If it's a different culture, like in Scotland, I come here. I'm very respectful of their their different culture, <laughs> and I wouldn't want to disrespect your culture. You it's, sound like you're about to sexually assault me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know if they do things like that in your country, but it's perfectly acceptable <laughs> here. Honk honk. <laughs> Um, it's not that. It's worse than that. Oh. Uh, if you had to have sex with an animal... There we if go. If you had to. If you had to, right? You had to, or all the work, your family are going to be killed or whatever, something important okay. to you. When you say your, your we asked this to all of the you. comedians, is this just a hilarious thing that you're saying? <laughs> You've never asked this to another person that's been on here no, ever I before. Asked, I've asked everyone this, se- this right. season. You can choose the species or the animal. It can be a particular animal if you want. But you have to have sex with one or something terrible happens. Well, it wouldn't be the so honey. So it's not like you want to have sex with them, it's just... That, uh, it's a necessity. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, it wouldn't be the honey badger, because they're... Um, the honey badger, on top of the fact they have very coarse skin, I don't think they'd be a tender lover, um, <laughs> their sole purpose is to eat, and once they've eaten, their sole purpose is to eat again. So I imagine that would be a very aggressive... Um, <laughs> probably a panda. Okay. Because, again, it's very difficult for them to mate. So then I suppose that would protract the experience, wouldn't it? They're quite cute, though. Yeah, a little cuddle. I mean, yeah, you know, if nothing else, you could get get a good cuddle at the end. Oh, I hate myself. (laughs) I was hoping that when you started by saying, well, it wouldn't be the honey badger, that you were then, because that's quite a specific one to choose first. I was going to turn myself around. Well, no, you're going to list every animal that you wouldn't and why, and then finally come to the one that you would. Well, I'm going to work my way through every single animal. (laughs) Well, it certainly wouldn't be the shark. And the reason it wouldn't be the shark is, um, but you have to go size appropriate as well. Like a meerkat. I'm a small person, but even that would be humiliating. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very different question for women than it is for men, this, this question. Size doesn't matter for men, is that <laughs> what you're saying? I'm just saying it's kind of an odder, you know... Like Janet Ellis chose a mouse, and I think she chose a mouse oh. because oh. it would... Well, because I think she chose it because it would be small, but then the problem is it's small enough to, to just you know... To vanish. <laughs> That's what I thought. To find, to find a home. Uh. <laughs> well, this is warm. <laughs> Out uh, of the winter cold? My uh, my other question... No cheese jokes, sorry. I don't know if you have Doctor Who in Australia. I do have Doctor Who in Australia. What if you had to have sex with any alien from Doctor Who? Oh, any alien? Yeah, not any of the... And, and the Doctor counts... Oh, doesn't count as an alien, even though he's oh, an alien. I don't, it can't I, be a humanoid alien. I don't know the aliens well no. enough. Um, There's to none that stick in your mind that you fancy. <laughs> some of them are, There's none that I barred up as a child yeah. at, no. Some was... Someone was on Twitter was saying, I don't know if we talked about this though, about the weeping angels who, that when you, what is it, when you look at them, they stay still, but when you're not looking at them, they come for you. It'd be quite hard to have sex with them because then you'd be. <laughs> like Dr. Well, you Wolf. Wouldn't be, you wouldn't be able, every time you looked at them, they would freeze, so you'd have to kind of, you know, go on all fours and not look round. Or, uh, <laughs> but then they would also kind of eat I'm just going to sit like this, and, and if you. <laughs> But you know, if you if you were, if you, it'd be nice to if you're going to have sex with a Doctor Who alien to be able to look it in its eyes and yeah, you know, in a consent in a consensual yes, and know way. that there would still be you're movement. not being raped by a Doctor Who animal. <laughs> this has <laughs> gone decided, well. This is you've decided to. It's a minefield, usually for the guest. Um, <laughs> have you ever seen a ghost? <laughs> <laughs> And would I have sex with it? Is that the next question? No, the sex, the sex. These questions. The sex questions are over. Are they? Was, yeah, well, are they? 
I've got until I can think of another yeah. good one. Um, have I ever seen a ghost? Yes. Have you? Yes. See, it's a good question, isn't it? Had, and no, I didn't have sex with it. No. <laughs> it was actually at my grandpa's house and he had passed away a couple of years before and uh, and I sort of I woke up in the middle of the night and uh, and saw a saw a man at the end of my bed. And then he disappeared. And then oh, oh actually, oh seen loads of ghosts. Here's a good story. Better than that one. <laughs> That's pretty good. You saw a ghost and it I, disappeared. Well, this is... um. <laughs> you asked the fucking question. I know. It's a good question. It's an excellent question. We have... I'm just going to re- say I'm good all the way. You are it's a brilliant good. question. You are. I'm a genius. Look, this man's really like He it. loves it. Yeah, no one else does, but no. that, for me, that is That's enough. enough. That's enough. enough. <laughs> um, we have a bit of a, a, a thing in our family, like a history, yeah. and uh, and it happened to my gra- my great grandma first, and uh, it involves seeing a shadow, and then someone dying, and that happened to my great grandma, and that happened to my grandma, and then it happened to me, no. where I was about uh, I would have been seventeen or eighteen, and uh, this is not a funny story no, by the way good. That's at all. Creepy. Ooh, it if was a dark, dark night. A lot of people listen to this like when they're working night shifts. I've had loads of. T- t- yeah. So you're really scaring some people in a. Yeah, well, they. alone in a factory now. Yeah. <laughs> if you're driving, focus on the road, stop taking <laughs> speed. All right. Um, uh, yeah, so I was, I was babysitting, and my grandma had just recently told me this story about seeing a shadow. And, uh, and I saw like someone walk across the hallway, and I was by myself, apart from the kids that were asleep. And uh, consequently, the cat that night was on heat and sprayed my leg. It, re- irrelevant, irrelevant. But that, <laughs> it still happened. And then two days later, uh, my babysitter had, had died. Uh, the woman that I, another woman that I babysat for died. Wow, I thought it was yeah. going to be the kids. I thought, and I thought this was going to be your, your alibi. I <laughs> get <laughs> <laughs> the kids. I saw a shadow, though, so yeah. probably it was the shadow. It was probably the shadow. <laughs> I mean, That's I had a knife, but, I mean, once I did <laughs> one stab, I couldn't... I went, no, do, you, so, what, yeah. do you think you do you think you've kind of got evil powers to No, kill? I don't know. I don't know. And, look, I don't even know. I, it was just... It was just like a lot of little coincidences. Is it every I've... time you see a shadow? Because there's one like there, look. No, no, no. no it's, it it's, it's as if shadow. as if you see someone walk across the light, like walk across a candlelight yeah. or, you know, that catches the corner I'm of your eye. I'm a bit scared of you now. Yes. I, I wish I'd Don't cross that. me, Richard. No, I wish I hadn't asked the sex with animals question now. <laughs> I didn't know she could kill me at will just by getting someone to walk in it's front a of a candle. <laughs> Anyone got a, a match? Let's make this happen. Um, yeah, so that's that's my weird sort wow. of ghost story. That's good. I'm glad I asked. See, it was good. It was a good question. Yeah, going to keep saying s- that. Just, I'm just going to keep saying it. Um, what spick? What spicks and specks about? Because that sounds like a bit. It sounds racist. It does sound it? racist. It sounds like possibly anti-disabled. No, you know, spicks and specks is actually a BG song from oh, the '60s, um, oh, yes. which is why the, the show is called that. And it's a, it's kind of like your never mind the buzzcocks. Oh, okay. It's a panel show. It's uh, uh, Adam Hills hosts it. It's a music oh, panel show, and they get a uh, they have the two team captains, and they have a musician and a comedian on every week. And are you on it all the time, or have you just been on it? Um, I've been. It's, it actually finished at the end of last year oh. after seven years, and I think I did it 
14 times or something the last, last couple time of years. you did it did a shadow cross across yes. the <laughs> and that's the, why it ended yes if you can tell the end of when tv shows are going to end that would be a useful uh, skill yeah well, well if 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 it was my track record it would be after every second episode of every series i've been in <laughs> well it's pretty good to even get on tv yeah it is that is that is <laughs> we we t- tv in australia is is different too it's become it's a bit um it's a nervous climate in australia right. where we act things very quickly yes, after it. they go to air. Well, it's hard with comedy shows because that, that happens. I know that you axed the Ben Elton show very quickly, which I'm, was definitely the right thing to do. <laughs> I, you should have done it before it started. <laughs> but uh, but uh, it is very hard with comedy because I think it takes ages to get into a comedy show. I yeah. think all my favourite comedy shows, I've, well, the first time I've watched them, I've actually literally hated them. Like I thought, I don't get it and I don't know what's going on. And then you well, My get example it. is The Simpsons. Like The first series of The Simpsons is horrible. There's not that many jokes. The characters are good. The animation is horrific, but I think they got they got a second or third series, didn't they? Yeah, the Simpsons <laughs> they went all right. Like it's just I, I just think it's dangerous to go. Oh, quick! It hasn't worked for two episodes. Quick, just pull it, just pull it. Put another American rerun on. Panic, panic, yeah. and that that sort of it's I, it's a blanket statement to say that, but it's not all Australian television. But sometimes that's what happens, and it happens frequently, and it's a bit scary to make. Well, it's odd. With, I mean, it's odd with all TV. I think because I, I was watching uh, the American Office last night, which I love the first early series of, but I'm watching the sixth season of it, and it's really rubbish. And it's really rubbish. And it's, you know, just like it's not got any of the heart of any of the early stuff. It's everyone's too crazy. All the situations are too mad. And it's just lost everything that made the first... Not everything. For you, though, but it's subjective. Well, no, it no, for everyone. No, I'm yeah. definitely right. I think you speak. I'm definitely right. I'm definitely right. You're but definitely right. But so, like, something gets going. It's a very good point, they Richard. Have, they have just cancelled it, actually, on the ninth season. Yeah. The ninth season's going to be the last one. The bloke's not in it anymore. Uh, but uh, The bloke. The, Such bloke, respect. That bloke in it is not in it anymore. But they often let things roll, roll on too long. I mean, The Simpsons is going to roll on forever, and it's just not, you know, it, there's a hundred brilliant episodes, and then, yeah. you know, Series. the next 300 episodes are all right. <laughs> but it's kind of going on a long time, isn't Series it? Series four to eight is some astounding television. Yeah. It is so funny. So funny. I don't have anything to add to that. <laughs> just good. good. Just really it's good. Correct. Just good. It's yeah. like most like Richard que- Richard's questions. Very good. <laughs> Very good questions. And then if the answer's not good, that's not my fault. Because <laughs> I've, th- I've asked a good question. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever seen a UFO? Never asked that. No, I think I have to. Glenn will actually. Go on, carry on. Nah, I've seen heaps of nah. shooting stars, but no, no you. Are I you, saw a shooting star. I saw a shooting star when I was... I went to Uluru when I was in Australia I was gonna the say, first time. It's, it's only... I don't mean to be patronising, but it is. It's only people that don't live in Australia that are absolutely fascinated they're by amazing. shooting stars. Because they, they're really good, but I've seen hundreds in my life. No, but they're amazing, and I think especially when I was out in the centre of yeah. Australia and so you got the, the Fool's guy. We had this kind of slightly mystical experience, uh, me and another comedian. Uh, Did someone like walk it wasn't past like a that. shadow? It was beautiful. No, it wasn't. There was, it was, you know, we just kissed gently. and <laughs> It's kind of a weird, nice thing. Uh, I, we, we refused to go on the rock because of the culture, but then we did bum each other on it. No, we didn't. We didn't. We didn't. We didn't. We didn't. He didn't. It's yeah. a holiday. Did you read any <laughs> Hitler novels? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't have any. I was so moved by the spectacle, I didn't even Couldn't read Couldn't even any book. read about Nazis. <laughs> uh, but I saw, you know, saw one, and it was like this, it felt like a magical happening. It doesn't, we do get them in the UK, but not, not very much. Okay. Oh. Uh, no, they're not interested. No, no but I don't care because it's what we're interested yeah. in. Yeah, it's what we like that is important. That's what that's what I care about. No, I haven't seen any UFOs. I haven't seen any ghosts either. I don't think they exist. Which animal would you I have think sex with? I, I would have sex with a carpy. A carpy. Yeah, because it looks like a lady's 
bending over. What is a carpi? It's like a llama sort of camel thing. Yeah, right. It looks a bit like a zebra. It's got a bit of everything. The thing, the thing is, the thing is, like the way I'm looking at it, you only get to have sex with one animal, right? You might as well have one that looks like quite a few, and yeah. then you're you're ticking off. Spread you're it ticking out. Ticking off, you know. Someone's gone. Oh, I'll have a I'll have sex with a panda. That's only, that's just a panda, isn't it? I mean, oh. it's a bear. Sorry, my answer wasn't good enough for your yeah. excellent question well, I've, again. I've, you know, I'm having sex with something that looks like a woman and a zebra and a llama and a camel. <laughs> but that's because you're dynamic, Richard Herring. Have you, have you seen a capybara before? No. They are amazing. They're the biggest rodent in the world. Oh, really? And they're a water-dwelling animal and, uh, and they're from South America. And they're like a giant guinea pig right. that lives knee-deep in water. Sounds interesting. It's pretty I might, interesting. I might have to change my I choice. wouldn't fuck it, but... <laughs> I mean, there are some amazing animals you could have chosen from Australia to have sex with. Well, do you, is that, do you feel that is shitting on your own doorstep? I feel like that is quite unpatriotic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I'll eat one, but I won't make love to one. Do you do? Because like, yesterday, Michael Legwood doesn't eat, won't eat honey. He's a vegan. He won't even eat honey. Yes. That's weird. Uh, but vegans just I don't. I know. I'm just saying it's weird. Do you, know, uh, do you know the fact about honey? Again, this is not interesting. Yeah. Honey is the only natural product that doesn't expire on the shelf. Well. Doesn't need to be refrigerated. I did not know that. I'm going to take mine out of the fridge. See? Yeah. God, don't keep honey in the fridge. <laughs> I don't. Good. <laughs> I just gobble it all up like a bear. Ma, ma, ma. Delicious. Um, yeah, no, he's a vegan, and so you, 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 I've eaten most of the Australian animals. I used to be vegetarian. Uh, I mean, when I say that, I don't. I haven't gone to Australia and just eaten. 90% you were a vegetarian. You're like, I've got to try it. I've eaten one of each of the animals rather than all, most of the animals so in Australia. Had, so you've had kangaroo. I've had a kangaroo. You've had emu. Yep, emu. You've had crocodile. A- alligator or crocodile? Yeah, crocodile probably. What else have you had? Uh, Possum. <laughs> uh, I ate a uh, uh, koala bear. No, you didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't. That's what I'm thinking. What else? You haven't had an echidna. You haven't had a platypus. I haven't eaten any of the prehistoric Australian animals. I've just eaten you know the ones that are on the plate. A crocodile is prehistoric. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah. Thank you. All right. <laughs> and we, have, we have to play each other at words with friends. Yeah. So, uh, it's, um, yeah, so I've eaten some of the Australian wildlife. I, not, I haven't eaten a koala bear. I don't think they taste very nice. No. A bit eucalyptus Oh, no, they'd be, I reckon they'd be good because they don't if you mood. had a cold. I would have yeah. one now. Or if you're trying to give up menthol cigarettes. <laughs> they, uh, I think they'd be good because they'd be tender because they don't move very fast. Yeah. Very slow-moving animals. Well, they'd be good for eating and, and fucking. On that case, so we're going to um, we're going to on that bombshell. We're going to have a we're going to have a little break while we have some stand up. Uh, so, uh, will you please welcome? Uh, she's doing the comedy zone. She'll tell you all about that. I hope at the end of her set, uh, the fantastic Haley Ellis. <laughs> Could have waited till I got on. Hello, were we well? Yeah. Brilliant stuff. My name's Hayley. Uh, it's lovely, genuinely lovely to be in Scotland. There's a few things I can't quite get my head around about being here. The main thing is the weather, right? I understand that, but I've been up here a month, right? I'm either boiling hot or soaking wet, right? I f- sometimes both. I feel like a menopausal woman at I take that concert. <laughs> I really do. I'm missing my dog loads as well. I've got a dog back home. He's called Kevin. Um, I thought it'd be funny to give an animal a human name, right? It's really backfired. Give me cheese. You've got a pet? Well, you put your hand up then. Very polite. What's your dog called? Do you have a dog or a cat? I thought you were a dog, man. I could just... Oh, that's very nice. Thank you for rubbing that in. What's your dog called? He's called Travis or Viz. Travis or Viz. 
Why have you given him two names? Is he a bipolar dog? Or? You rehouse him. Oh, don't try and make me feel guilty now. Well, my, my dog's called Kevin. He's a Lassarapso, uh, which isn't a dinosaur, contrary to popular belief. He's a, he's a small dog. And uh, I thought it'd be funny to give an animal a human name. And it, it's properly backfired because I live in Manchester. I've just moved house. And before I moved up here, right, my neighbours don't actually know I've got a dog yet. Right, so all they can hear is me at two in the morning through my paper-thin walls just going, Kevin, get off the bed and stop licking your penis, please. <laughs> Don't lick your balls and lick mummy's face. <laughs> Sorry. He's been eating his own poo as well, you know. I know it's not me, dude. It's horrible. It's disgusting, you know. It saves on Ubering. It's... Uh, <laughs> It's horrible. Right, I took in the vets because I thought I can never go on come down with me while he's doing this. So I, I took in the vets for his jabs and I said to the vet, look, is there anything I can do about my dog eating poo? The vet's genuine piece of advice was, have you tried putting pineapple on it? <laughs> no. <laughs> Looking for solutions, not fucking serving suggestions. <laughs> it's a turd, not a piece of gammon. Said these visions of me in the park, my dog's there just having a poo. I'm behind with a tin of pineapple chunks. Has anyone got a tin opener? But, um, I, it's, it's weird being up here. I'm trying to keep fit when I'm up here. I'm not very fit. I, I, I feel under a lot of pressure doing this job to kind of look good, which obviously hasn't affected me. But I, I feel under a lot of pressure from Gok Wan mainly. <laughs> I'm blaming him because he's got a program, right, telling you what to wear. Now he's got a programme telling you what to eat. Like, I feel, honestly, like I'm in an abusive relationship with Channel 4. It's horrible. So I did the 10K before I come up here for charity. Um, you're right not to applaud, you know. So, honestly, I didn't do very well. I, I haven't actually finished it yet. So um, it's, it's really good. Does it give me a cheer if you've done a race for life or a 10K or... Oh, you... You can, are you still doing it? Oh. I, uh, my favourite part of the day was when people have on the back, they have these uh, bibs on the back, and it says like who they're running for or who they're running in memory of, and it's really nice. So people have, like, I'm running for Cancer UK or uh, I'm running for my mum. And this big black dude in front of me just had, I'm running for president, which I just thought was lovely. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I've got one of those pedometers, you know, that you wear on your hips, so when you walk in, it measures how many steps you take. Or as my mum likes to call it, a pedometer. <laughs> <laughs> That is a different thing, Mum. Oh, look, it says one, and I've just walked past Gary Glitter. Um, I learnt it the other day. Right? I come in, and she was in the living room, and she was like this, like this, shaking it. Look at this, Hayley. I'm running. Oh, look, 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 look. Now I'm sprinting, I'm sprinting. And my dad just leaned over and went, that's the most wrist action I've seen out of her since April the 11th, 1982. It's a little too specific, Dad. Uh, I'm single now. I got dumped this fringe. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> it's generally true. And I'm going to find it really awkward to get in a new relationship. I'm a very sexually awkward woman. I'm, like, I'm not a sexy woman. Like, I'll give you an example of how naive I am sexually. My first boyfriend, uh, I lost my virginity when I was 19, so I was quite late. And when he asked me to do missionary, I fucked off to Africa. <laughs> uh, that's the kind of level I'm at. I've tried dressing up sexy. Has anyone done this? Don't know why I looked at you, sir. <laughs> It's just that garter you've got on underneath the table. It distracted me. I, um, I tried dressing up as a sexy air stewardess, and, and I thought, this will be nice, you know? Your exits are here, here, and here. <laughs> Obviously, here is emergency only. You know, I'm not a slack. And then, it, that just backfired, because he just had me fetching him drinks every five minutes on a trolley. So uh... Then I bought a pole dancing kit, ladies. $29.99. It gives you an idea of how sturdy the fucker was. <laughs> May as well have danced around a wet piece of celery, I'll be honest with you. 
And I really want kids as well. I really do want kids. I'm 32. I don't think I look particularly 32. But as my mum reminds me, I'm getting more and more barren by the day. So um, it's lovely to go home. And I really want kids. And I want as many kids as I can possibly have, right? And I Googled this because I thought, I'm just really interested. I thought, I wonder how many kids one woman has had. And this is generally true. There's a woman in the 1700s in Russia who had 67 children. <laughs> You're all right to do a sharp intake of breath. That's like a proper Russian doll, isn't it? <laughs> Every time you cut her open, there's some other fucker inside. With like 67 children. This is a breakdown, right? She had 16 sets of twins, seven sets of triplets, seven sets of quadruplets, and a two-headed boy. <laughs> Do you think that's what she was trying for? <laughs> I'm going to keep going till I get the one I want. I've had loads of two-headed ones. I want, I want a normal one now. She bought loads of two-headed baby grows from mother care, so she had to have one, you know what I mean? Uh, that's how they give birth in Russia in the 1700s, just like a, a basketball. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave you on a little quiz. Uh, I, I buy a lot of rubbish magazines, like Take a Break, Pick Me Up. You know the ones we buy these? Just one man. Yes, I do. <laughs> uh, like, the woman who gave birth to a dog and stuff like that. I love them. And uh, one of them had a psychology quiz in there the other day, and I'll leave you with this. Right? The question was, you're in a strawberry field, how many strawberries would you eat? And the answer is meant to reflect something about your personality. So, uh, lovely gentleman over here, how many strawberries would you eat? enough that's very you're not going to be open with your answers at all today are you my dog's got 15 names and i would eat enough strawberries hmm you should be in a memento or something uh, lovely striped sir you don't have to apologize i'm not going to force feed you them i don't really like them <laughs> if i brought you to the field you'd eat them brilliant <laughs> How lazy are you? I have to physically... It's not even a real field, and I've got to physically take you there. Brilliant. Uh, 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 we'll ask you, sir, as well. 30. 30. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Jesus. Well, apparently, the amount of strawberries you're meant to eat is meant to reflect the amount of sexual partners you've had. So, how... Is this your boyfriend? <laughs> I bet you have to form it in yourself, don't you? <laughs> Brilliant stuff. I, I, don't try it on your parents. I'll just leave you this because I, I, I rung my mum up and put her on speakerphone and it, it, I don't ever want to see her again. I said, Mum, if you were in a strawberry field, how many strawberries would you eat? And she just went, Ooh, I'd gobble them all up. <laughs> uh, you've been really nice. If you do get a chance, I'm on at the Pleasant Courtyard at 10.45 every night in the Cabaret Bar. Thank you very much. You've been lovely. Thank you. Brilliant. Hayley Ellis there, ladies and gentlemen. Hayley Ellis. What idiot's phone went off during that? If you've got your phone here, do turn it off. Um, <laughs> it's so rude to have your phone on. It's awful when people do that. Horrible. My I wife. had that happen the other night in my show. And <laughs> I, I, I bloody love when a phone goes off because I always answer it for them. And, uh, and I was walking up the back and walking up the back and they were all looking behind me because it wasn't them, was my tech. <laughs> my tech's phone oh, went off and I no. went, is that really yours? And she went, Yeah. <laughs> So not only did I look like a fuckwit, because I was like, whose is it? Whose is it? And then it had stopped ringing, so I, it was just bad. I, I want to smash someone's mobile phone. Oh, I uh, thought you were going to say someone. I'm yeah, like, who? Uh, but uh, it was when I was doing Christ on the Bike in 2001, and uh, just as I got on stage, this phone started ringing. I was doing my opening jokes, and it was ringing, ringing, ringing. And I did about four jokes, and it was still ringing. I assumed someone would try and stop it. And then I kind of went, who's sorry? I was going to say, whose phone is that ringing? And they were all going, no, no. 
don't know. We don't know where it is mm. in this bloke's going. I think it's behind this curtain. And I said, well, it's not behind that curtain because behind that curtain is a wall. So there's not a phone on there. And so we worked out it was this guy who was trying to say it was behind the curtain. He was still ringing. My tech came down and got the phone and, out and, and had it out of his pocket. And I said, give it to me. And then I smashed it onto the floor, the stage. I want to throw it onto the stage. And it's smashed into like four pieces. And let's it, remember, this is two thousand and one, so yeah. it's probably just a Nokia sixty eight ten, not an iPhone. Yeah, it's not worth not worth that much money. Uh, but uh, the audience kind of went, <gasps> and then there's just this like sweeping, yeah, just the most amazing applause went round yeah. because these people had kind of tried to, you know, they'd really disrupt the show and tried to pretend it wasn't theirs. So were really drunk. I love uh, that. Is is behind the curtain? That's the that's the blame it on the doggy fart, it isn't is, it? Yeah. Oh no, <laughs> squeaky floorboard, kids, squeaky floorboard. That's what that is. So yeah, so they, then they they were. I kind of gave them the bits back, and then there was the, ba- the battery was missing. The woman they kept on talking. The woman uh, kept, came on stage to retrieve one of these pieces, and then I said, "Look, you're going to have to leave. I'll give you your money back if you leave." They said, "We don't want our money back. We want money for this broken phone." I said, "I'm not giving you money for that. It's broken." Um, <laughs> and they left, and they didn't get their money back. So we better go into the competition. I was going to ask you, what's is there anything exciting coming up? I'll ask you that quickly for your in your career and life. Uh, I'm go- I'm going to do the show at Soho Theatre in London. Oh, That's brilliant. very exciting. That is exciting. It's When's that going to be? Straight after the festival. So cool. on the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, which is like the 30th, 31st of August and the 1st of September. Great. Well, that's people will be listening to this in London. They well, must go along. hi, it's London. Come fantastic along. Fantastic show. So do go along and see it. So what we do now is we do a competition where you can win uh, the Wikipedia pages of Felicity Ward. Oh. Uh, which are... I printed up on one, of them, one of them's on the back of part of my uh, talking cock show there because I ran out of paper. I oh, see uh, that photo. That's that's not what I normally look like. Oh, that sorry. was a. I did a. I was in a film this year and we had a premiere and we had to get all ooh la la up. So if you get that, you will go. Oh, she did not look like that in the podcast. <laughs> she has aged in six months. <laughs> We've got um, some tickets to see uh, Mary Burke, who was on the other day and was fantastic, and Michael Legg, who was on yesterday, was fantastic. For some reason, uh, the, the we've got. Pink Grapefruit Zero Extreme Caffeine Zero Sugar Zero Cow. I don't know if it's a lube or a... <laughs> not really Either clear way, oh, I want to adva- play. It's advanced sports nutrition, but I think you could use it as a lube. A small <laughs> pack of love hearts. The this, this stand's gone a bit insane. I wanted to eat these, but I'm going to give those uh, to you. A stand USB stick. And also, uh, Rich Channing's What Is Love Anyway on DVD now. You can get it from Go Faster Stripe. You sponsor this as you can with Nine Lessons and Carols for Goddess People. Uh, uh, Collins and Herring, Earth, Wind and Fire. And l- lovely Lucy Porter's uh, DVD as well. She was a previous this guest. This is like the worst sale of the century ever. It is. But you're going to win this for... The home viewer. This is well, not people at home are t- uh, in terrible trouble. But go to go faster stripe and buy all those things. Uh, you can just look at Felicity Ward's uh, Wikipedia page on Wikipedia for free. You don't need to win that. Don't uh, so uh, it was not as good as having it printed up on the back of a Thank talking you. cock script. Uh, so everyone needs to stand up, and uh, we're going to ask. We're going to make some statements that are either true or false. If you think they're true, put your hands on your head. If you think they're false, put your hands on your bottom. The seat of all falsehood, uh, and then we'll whittle you down one by one. Uh, to get rid of you. So I've been on, uh, we, I've been on the uh, BBC White News site uh, whilst uh, uh, Haley was on, and the sad news is there's been a lot of uh, celebrity deaths recently, but the sad news has come through that the newsreader Kenneth Kendall has, <laughs> has died. Seriously, it might not be true. True or false? Hands on your head if you think it's true, hands on your bottom if you think it's false. It is false. I do that one every day. It's just to get rid of people who, do, who aren't proper fans. Uh, so. <laughs> That's got you two out. I'm glad. I'm glad you've gone. Just <laughs> didn't, I know I'm like you've right from the beginning. You, you can't take that loop. It's not you. Have you got a statement of truth or false? It can be anything you like. Anything I like. Yeah. Okay. You know uh, my all right. My mother's name is Trevelyn. True, true or, or false? false? It's 
It is true. It is true. It is Sit true. down and said false. What a weirdo, huh? The name of the pub that was knocked down um, in uh, the, the uh, time gentleman please uh, was in, it was the Cowshed. Is that true or false? That was the name, the Cowshed pub. Is that true or false? Oh, there's some sucking of teeth over here. <laughs> That is true. It was that both oh. in uh, both in real life and in the show. We got changed from the Admiral Blake. It was pre- uh, previously for, for any pub fans, knockdown pub fans oh. listening. All right. Uh, yes, there is. Uh, there is only three monotremes in the world: the echidna, the platypus, and the potteroo. Is this true or false? Monotreme. Uh, monotreme. They're a group of animals. Oh, just fucking guess. <laughs> <laughs> What's the answer? The answer is false. There's only two: platypus ah. and echidna. Platypus so and echidna. Who's still in? So is it just you? We've got you no want... over there in the corner as well. One more. Um, it's two. Uh, okay. Uh, um, okay. Let's have a look through this. Uh, Felicity Ward was born in Bendigo in Australia. Is that true or false? False. True. This is it's perfect question. <gasps> is that true or false? That is false. It's false. I tricked you all. So you've won. <laughs> Well done, sir. Also, the VIP discount to the Thistle Lounge. Look at that. And the badge. There you go, mate. That prize pile looks like my bedroom floor. uh, Which lady was second? Was it you? There you go. You can have some tickets and and a USB stick. That's that's, that's like the Cracker Jack pencil of the show. (laughs) Disappointed no one said Cracker Jack. So... uh, that was fantastic. I hope you enjoyed it. Please go. What, what time's your show on at? 10 o'clock at the Dairy Room up at Bristow Square. It's possible to see both of our shows because I see you uh, start coming out of mine. So we can go and you can come to both of mine. Mine's two for one tonight. If you go and buy tickets from the Adderbelly, probably on Thursday as well. If you're at home, uh, lots of seats to film. <laughs> uh, so uh, please get up for my guest, Felicity Ward, ladies and gentlemen, and Hayley Ellis. We're back tomorrow with some other idiots. It might be Nick Doody tomorrow. I can't remember. They'll be rubbish, whoever they are. Bye.